One of the things, I won't say I like it, but you can come to your own conclusions, is uh, about boot camp is uh, I get to exercise my vocal cords. And I was thinking about that and shouting and different things. and Because what I, I say sometimes, if, if it takes uh, a person who you can hear, see, feel, and all that, uh, screaming at the top of his lungs with a bullhorn to simply get you to tie your shoes, literally. How are you ever going to hear the voice of God and obey Him? Amen. How many know God uh, doesn't uh, uh, shout and God doesn't scream? It's the still, small voice of God. But God wants to speak to us. Uh, the problem is there's a, a lot of other voices that are speaking as well. And one thing that I do with the kids is I, I give them a scripture to memorize. And the platoon, I give them a platoon scripture. And I make them do it all at the same time. I want chaos. I want them to be surrounded by people that are yelling and screaming their scripture because it forces them to concentrate and think because I'm gonna, that's the world we live in. A lot of people's brains are like that. There's all kinds, of, and they're trying to focus on the will of God, and they're trying to, to uh, uh, just sh you know, shut out all the other things. We sing that song, shouting down, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, shouting down the lies. And the devil's always got to put his two cents in. He's always got something to say. And in our scriptures, the first account of the devil and how he challenged the word of God and how he accomplished in a perfect world with people who had never sinned before, how he accomplished his will because he has not changed. He has not changed. Amen. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever on the good side. The devil, the same yesterday, today, and forever on the bad side. And I want to read out of Genesis 3. And we want to extract from this the devil's, the devil's strategy. Because the Bible says we're not ignorant of his devices. But many people are ignorant of his devices. Beginning in verse 1, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. How many know that Jesus, God created the devil. You need to let that thing sink in. The devil's not all powerful, he's a created being. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. So here we have the first contrast. Uh, God says, when you eat it, you're going to die. The devil says, no, God's, uh, God's a liar. You're not going to die. He challenges uh, the word of God. Then he begins to put in his description. Uh, he said, this is what is really going to happen. 
For God does know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And so he twists the word of God. He redefines the word of God. He challenges what God says. He turns it all around. Amen. And this is what we're dealing with. Amen. In our lives. This is what the devil always does with the word of God. And the Bible says... And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. And he did eat and the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Hallelujah. And so I want to reiterate that God made the devil. And he was a good being, but somehow he had some level of free will. We don't fully understand it. The Bible says it in Isaiah that he was a, a glorious uh, a, a being and a glorious creature, but he was lifted up in pride. Amen. He is a... He began to exercise his will against the will of God. He wanted to be like the Most High God. I will ascend up on high. I will be like the Most High God. It was his sin and God cast him out. Amen. And now he has a wicked nature. Amen. All of God's creation, amen, has a nature. And along with that nature is a purpose. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16, for by him, Christ Jesus, were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And what that means is God has given everything a nature and it's going to work out the purposes of God's. Hallelujah. As I mentioned before, and I've never really thought about this, God made the devil. Have you ever thought about that? God created the devil. God did not create the devil to, uh, evil, uh, but God created the devil, and the devil somehow had free will, exercised that free will. Uh, amen. And I, somehow, I guess he can't repent. He was, after that, it was, it was set. Just like you and I, God created us to be good. Amen. Mankind sinned. And there comes a point in time, if you stay in your sins, it's set for all of eternity. And so here, I'm not going to get into the, into the depths of this or some type of theological discussion. Amen. I want to just declare that God made everything, even the devil, and everything he made has a purpose and has a nature. He made it that way on purpose, and it serves a purpose. And no part of this truth takes away or removes our personal responsibility. We can't blame God for the nature that he's given us, the nature that the devil has. Amen. But we must understand and exercise our free will to obey God according to his word. Amen. 
And all through the Bible, it talks about different uh, creatures, different animals, huh, and they're mentioned uh, uh, because of their nature. You know, wise as, as an owl, uh, there's, uh, you know, stubborn as a donkey, uh, strong as an ox, uh, and it, it, uh, it uh, highlights uh, their different natures. Uh, amen. The devil has a nature. The devil has a nature. He is a liar. He cannot tell the truth. It is impossible for him to speak truth. And the Bible says in our scripture, the serpent was clever. This is the message version. More clever than any wild animal God had made. And he spoke to the woman and said... Do I understand that God told you not to eat from any tree in the garden? And it, right there, it's the setup question. We looked at that. He's setting the narrative. He's, he's, it's a setup question. God didn't say you can't eat of every tree. He said you can't eat of one tree. But he was sucking her in. He was drawing her into his trap. He was bringing her in to, uh, where she would let down her guard. Where she would, oh no, this is what God said and this is what he meant. And then he, he turns on it. No, that's not what God said. That's not what God meant. And I want to tell you that's what God does with every scripture. The devil challenges, or that's, that's what the devil does with every scripture. He challenges every scripture. He challenges everything God says. He challenges it. He twists it. He misquotes it. He misapplies it. This is his nature. Listen to John chapter 8 verse 44. Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees. You are of your father, the devil. And the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer, murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. The Living Bible. For you are the children of your father, the devil. And you love to do the evil things that he does. He was a murderer from the beginning and a hater of truth. There is not an iota of truth in him. When he lies, it's perfectly normal. One translation says it's his native language. What do you speak? Lies. You know, the devil probably was a politician too. For he is the father of lies. Huh. And so when I tell the truth, you just naturally don't believe it. Jesus said, I speak truth. The reason you, you don't understand what I'm saying is because you speak lies. It would just like be uh, someone who doesn't understand Spanish trying to talk to somebody who understands Spanish and speak, can't because we speak a different language. Just have Martin start speaking Swahili and I want to watch your face. What do you say? Right, Martin? Say it in Swahili. Right. <laughs> and the devil twists God's word. He mis This is his very nature. God cannot lie and the devil cannot tell the truth. 
And so here are these things. Amen. Jeremiah says, you know, can the leopard change his spots? Can't do it. And so this is his very nature. He cannot tell the truth and God cannot tell a lie. And the first encounter of man with the devil is very instructive. It's the law first mentions, uh, mentioned, and uh, this is how the devil always operates. Listen to me. No matter what area, this word of God is very clear. It's not, it's not hard to understand. Listen, don't eat from that tree because when you eat from that tree, you're going to die. That's not hard to understand. Don't drink bleach. Because if you do, you're going to die. Don't jump in front of a truck coming at you at 50 miles an hour. Don't do that. You're going to die. Very easy to understand. But we're not just dealing with logic. We're dealing with spiritual entities and forces. And remember, Adam and Eve were in paradise. They were perfect as they could ever be and ever were. And yet this thing starts to operate. And this is always how it happens. Half God says, he always questions the word of God. You shall not eat of the tree of the garden. He twists it. He added to it. He takes away from it. And what he was really doing is sucking the woman in for the setup. And she answers him. She engages. Jesus never engaged the devil in conversation. He rebuked him. We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had says, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the woman, the serpent said to the woman, you're not going to die. Direct contradiction. Then begins again, like I said, to put in his interpretation. And slander the intent of God. He always questions God's intent. He's very subtle and sometimes not so subtle accusations and implications. They imply something. And he always provides his own misinterpretation. Amen. And so I want to take that truth and begin to examine some other things that God says that people don't believe. They don't believe it. They don't believe. It's very plain. It's very simple. Just like the sign, uh, you know, where the electrical uh, uh, wires are. Do not caution. Do not touch. It's deadly. What does do not touch mean? Does it mean don't touch with your finger, your elbow, your foot, your nose? I mean, I mean, really, I mean, what is, do, do they really... How many know you'd slap somebody and started talking like that? Oh, you want to see? It's your whole body. But that's what they do with the Word of God. Because the devil's, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not what God said, and that's not what God meant. He, and, and people swallow it hook, line, and sinker. In the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5 of Matthew, you have heard that it has been said by them of old time, thou shalt not kill. And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you, 
And he begins to bring it down even further, not from the actual physical murder, but he begins to deal with the, the issue of anger. Whoever is angry with his brother without a cause is in danger of the judgment. Whoever says to his brother, Raka, talking about a, 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 a slander and character assassination you speak that you're in danger of the council uh, amen but if you call a person an absolute idiot or fool he says you know what you're on the very edge of going to hell so jesus came and further clarified uh, the commandments in the old testament and so you got the devil's interpretation you have god's interpretation and there's this battle going on in every single person's life are you still with me? Let's consider some of the areas that the devil lies. Bible says you must be born again. The devil says, you don't have to be born again. You're good. I'm good. No, Jesus said you must be born again. Have you been born again? Well, I got baptized. Didn't ask if you've been baptized. Have you been born again? He's talking to Nicodemus, the, the most spiritual man uh, probably in the country. You got to be born again. No, I don't. I go to church. Unless you've been born again, you're not going to make heaven your own, period. Well, I mean, that, yeah, he said that, but he doesn't mean it. What part of you must be born again? Don't you understand? It's very easy. Nicodemus, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he go and say, go to his mother's womb? No, 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 no. You got to be born of the Spirit of God. The devil says, no, you don't. You just got to go to church. You just got to be a good, just be a good person. That's just that church. No, you must be born again. There's none good, no, not one. That's in Psalms 14, 3, Psalms 53, 3, and Romans 3, 12. There's none good. Well, I'm good. I believe I'm good enough to go to heaven. You're believing a lie. The devil has twisted it. That's not what God meant. No, that's not what God meant. How about this one? About fornicators. You know what fornication is? You can be sure of this, Ephesians 5, 5 through 9. You can be sure of this, the kingdom of Christ and of God. Uh, uh, the kingdom of Christ and of God will never belong to anyone who is impure or greedy. For a greedy person is really an idol worshiper. He loves and worships the good things of this life more than God. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins for their terrible wrath of God is upon those who do them. Don't even associate uh, with such people. For once uh, your heart was full of darkness, now it is uh, uh, full of light from the Lord, and your behavior should show it. Because of this light, you should only, or you should do only what is good and true. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these: adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath. It goes on a long list of which I told you before. And I will tell you again, they that do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You're not going to heaven. If you do those things, you're not going to heaven. What part of that don't people understand? What's so hard to understand about that? 
Well, I'll tell you what's so hard is the devil comes in and he begins to twist. He begins to misapply. He be, no, that's not what God meant. Those people down at Victory Chapel, man, they're just a bunch of an extremists. In fact, I heard it's a cult. They make you do all these weird things, like go to bouncy houses. If you're a fornicator, you're not going to heaven. That's no, but we love each other. No, you don't. Nobody would knowingly, lovingly send somebody to hell. Wouldn't do it. You might be in lust with one another, but you're not in love with one another. This is the society we're dealing with. They, no, 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 that's not what he meant. That's not what he meant. That's not what he said. That's not what he meant. I know what this Bible says, and I know what it means, and I know how to live it. So this is what we're up against. You're dealing with people who are being lied to, that scriptures are being twisted and turned. And, and if it, Adam and Eve were caught up with it and they walk with God in the cool of the day in a, a perfect paradise, uh, amen, how much more you and I? Matthew chapter 5, verse 27. You have heard there's been said by them of old time, this is Jesus speaking, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. He says, you, he said, if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from you. It's profitable for you that one of thy members should perish and that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee, for it is more profitable for thee than one of thy members should perish. Not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. So he further... Uh, 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 describes adultery is not just the act the actual physical act of adultery uh, but uh, you're looking at somebody uh, with that in mind and that's your purpose uh, amen they show you you know what you are an adulterer that's what jesus said and you're not going to make heaven your home that's not what he meant well then what did he mean have you ever read that and went oh my goodness no i don't have any goodness oh god help me <laughs> See, but the devil shows up. That's not what he said. That's not what he meant. Ah, that's the Old Testament. As if that, okay, now we can, you know, the Old Testament, thou shalt not murder. Oh, that's the Old Testament. We can do it now. And so what we're looking at is the nature of the devil. This is what people uh, 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 wrestle with. Huh? This is what we're, we're dealing with. And the devil's always there to challenge what God says uh, and to change what God says, to twist it, to misapply, to all of these things. Uh, but the Bible says we're not ignorant of his devices. And I was thinking about this as I'm dealing with all these teenagers who have grown up in church but have no idea what the word of God means. Here, I put this question to them, 130 kids, basically 99% of them raised in church. I said, how many people were in the upper room on the day of Pentecost? How many here, you're 18 and below, and you know that answer? 18 and below, how, 18 and below, you know that, you're how old? You're 22, okay, when you learn to count to 22, you can raise, 18 is before 22. Y'all help your sister. 
if you're 18 or below and Kayla's y'all related to her how many in the upper room anybody know 18 or below how many here you're 18 and below raise your hand how many here are you and you don't know how many in the upper room this is exactly what I'm talking about we're raised in church but we don't know what the Bible says and so I had them ask and, uh, three uh, no not three <laughs> 17 no. I thought one guy got it he said 126 he said 126 where'd you get that from I mean, I got every answer but 120. <laughs> and my point was going to be, listen, God used 120 people to change the world. There are 130 people here. And they must have done their homework because the next time I asked them, because I said, I'm not going to tell you, you have to find out in your own. Next time they all, 120, okay. What happened to the six? We killed them. No. <laughs> they were extras. The devil's out there to challenge the word of God and to change the word of God. He always challenges it and he always tries to paint God in a bad light. Let's consider the topic of backsliding versus once saved, always saved. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 4. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were, mar- and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. That to me sounds like somebody who's saved. If they fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. So if they fall away, to renew them again unto repentance. That's talking about sinning and falling away. The Living Bible. There is no use trying to bring you back to the Lord again if you have once understood the good news and tasted for yourself the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit and know how good the Word of God is and felt the mighty powers of the world to come and then have turned against God. You cannot bring yourself to repent again if you have nailed the Son of God to the cross again by rejecting Him, holding Him up to mocking and to public shame. Now, you almost get the impression that once you're backslidden, you can't get saved. But what that is saying is, Once you're backslidden, if you refuse to get saved through Jesus Christ, if you continue just to mock God, you can't get, you can't, there's no salvation. That's not what it means. Oh, yeah? How about this one? Revelation chapter 3, verse 5. And and he that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Blotting out means erasing your name out of the citizenship book of heaven. This was a custom in the Roman Empire. If you were a citizen, 
born a citizen, you were written into the citizenship book, or you could gain citizenship. The soldier who had, had uh, uh, encountered the apostle Paul said, I bought my Roman citizenship. Uh, uh, Paul said, I was birthed a Roman citizen. But if you did certain crimes, they would, they would, part of the judgment was they erase your name out of the citizenship book. And this is what Jesus is talking about. Uh, and you can go back and read it in full context. Uh, the Living Bible uh, puts it this way. Uh, Yet even there in Sardis, uh, some haven't soiled their garments with this world's filth. Uh, they will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. Everyone who conquers will be clothed in white. And I will not erase his name from the book of life. But I will announce before my father and his angels that, that he is mine. Let all who hear, let all who can hear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. He said, if you live right, live clean, praise God. There's a reward. I won't erase your name. Uh, uh, but if you're living uh, uh, otherwise, your name is going to be erased out of the citizenship book of life in Revelations 2015. And if anyone's name was not found recorded in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. How do you, how do you come up with any other interpretation? That's not what God meant. I know that's what it says. That's not what he meant. Well, what did he mean? And this is what we're up against individually, uh, amen, and as a society. Uh, uh, but the devil's nature never changes. He always has the same strength. He questions, he misquotes, he twists it. Now, that's not what God meant. That's why you've got to know your Bible. This is the generation we're living in. Listen to this one. I like to tell teachers this one. Teachers that want to push their little agenda. And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, it is better for him or her that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were cast into the sea. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life crippled and having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched and if thy foot offend thee cut it off for it is better for thee to enter uh, uh, into life crippled than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that shall that never shall be quenched where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy eye offend thee, pluck it out. Better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Well, that's not what he meant. Well, what did he mean? Well, he's just saying it's going to be really bad. Exactly. And so what happens, people just dismiss it. Oh, that, no, no, that's not what he meant. No, that's not what he said. The Bible was written by man. No, duh. Inspired by God. And this is what you're up against. It's what I'm up against. We're all up against. Because every the, the devil stirs people to challenge it, 
to change it, to misinterpret it. No, no, that's not what he meant. That's not what he said. No, no, that doesn't mean. You have to have some pushback on it. You still with me? How about this one? Malachi 3. Even from the days of your fathers, you are gone away from mine ordinances, and you have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, wherein shall we return? God says, will a man rob God? But you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. And I've had people say, well, that's not what he meant. But what does he mean? He means if you don't tithe, you're robbing God. So how do you you come up? Well, I'm still saved. If I stole money from you, that means I'm a what? I'm a thief. Yeah, well, the thief on the cross got saved. Yeah, he repented, but the other thief didn't. And so you, you see all this, people, we just, what you're dealing with, this is the spirit of the age. I mean, come on, if you can't tell if you're a boy or a girl, there's a spirit of deception. You can tell before they pop out of the womb. And this goes on, but the devil's nature is always the same. In every single area, in every single topic, in every single situation, Hell will challenge the word of God. Is that what God said? And is that what he meant? Okay, if that's what he said, but what does it mean? You know, on our website, we've got uh, uh, the daily scripture. And what I've done is I've got 30 uh, 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 different topics. And so whatever day of the month it is, if it's the 10th of the month, uh, there's that topic there. And a scripture for every day of the year, except maybe for for, uh, on the 31st of the month, I, I only have 30. For each month but and it's got 30 different topics and a total of 12 different scriptures under that topic and if you read those script it really does give some understanding some of the main things that we have to deal with and it you can read it it gives you something to think about during the day uh, amen find out what it says find out what it means uh, uh, and start to link it and you know it gives you great confidence uh, uh, especially in this generation that's losing his mind If you understand the nature of the devil and what he does, you're able to overcome. God says, I'll forgive all your sins. The devil says, no, he won't. Bible says, if God is great mercy, the devil says, no, no, he hates you. Bible says there's grace. You can come before the throne of grace to obtain help in time of need. The devil says, no, you can't. Bible says there's deliverance for the captive. I'll set at liberty them that were bruised and them that were, that were uh, 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 bound. And devil says, no, you're bound forever. Bible says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. There's no difference between Jews and Greeks. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That verse of scripture in Romans 10, 13, saved my soul. 
Tom Trubisky quoted it, showed it to me, uh, amen, uh, and I prayed it, uh, and I got saved, uh, hallelujah, because there was a correct interpretation, uh, and there's a correct application, uh, and it set me free, and I've been free ever since, hallelujah. Don't allow the word of God to be misinterpreted. Don't allow it to be misquoted, twisted, misapplied. Find out what it says. Find out what it means. Amen. And apply it to your life and you will be set free. It's the greatest thing in all the world. Hallelujah. I'm looking at this at boot camp. Kids raised in church have no idea what the scripture says. But as is a, 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 just a, a, an awakening for many of these kids. You can see the light bulbs go off in their head. Ding. That's what that means. I'm telling you. Completely change their countenance. And if they'll hold on to it, it completely change their destiny. Let's bow our heads together.